All right, climbers, listen, your songs aren't going to do much if they don't connect emotionally to the listener. So today we're going to talk about six ways to help your song connect emotionally to the listeners. All right, John, do your thing. Welcome to the climb. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. That's what you're going to need in the new music business. You're going to have to have proof, record Providence. You have to prove that what you do has value, that you're selling tickets, that you're getting streams, that you're getting video views, that you're getting cuts as a songwriter. And all of that is what's going to attract the people to you. It's not going to be your talent. It's going to be your track record. That's why we called it the climb, C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. See how clever that is? We are clever. I envy us right now. Um, <laughs> that's a Baxter and created by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. Got himself two number ones in Southern Gospel last year. Had a cut yesterday in Australian country. Going to get two cuts today and uh, two more Southern Gospel. Like, you're just on fire right now. And what I love about this man is he helps songwriters like you turn pro by teaching you how to write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then on the regular, he's going to get you in touch with the pros so that you can handle the other part of that business, which is relationships. And you can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Yeah, it's complicated, but thankfully... Johnny Smart. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production, singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other. Johnny D. Woo. Thank God for that. I couldn't handle me. I couldn't handle me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a song title right there. Like, girl, I couldn't handle me. I'm not supposed to blame you. I, I can't blame I, you because I couldn't handle me. I there you go. Me. <laughs> That's a freebie. Well, I am mostly sober. How you doing, uh, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is like 1040 in the morning. Uh, time of this recording, so that's good that you're mostly sober. I was just sober. in terms of like life or in life. Oh, okay. I was like, which side of mostly sober? Sober and getting soberer, or sober and getting less soberer? No, I'm not drinking right now. Okay, I didn't think not so. at the moment. All right, <laughs> drinking in life. I'm drinking in life, baby. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. So what are we, we're gonna we're gonna get into some six. Six ways to, that you can write your songs and six ways to consider your angles on songs to help them connect emotionally with your listener. Because, man, the last thing you want is for someone to listen to your song and go, well, that's interesting. Like, who stands in line for a concert for that? Well, there's songs. That was interesting. Right? Or, oh, huh, I hadn't thought of that before. No, they don't. They, they you got to make them feel something, right? Got to make them feel you gotta something. Got to make them feel something. Make them connect to it in some way. So we're going to talk about some ways to help your songs do that. I started. Uh, I started dating this girl, and I'm well, speaking all, of feeling I'm, something. Yeah, I'm feeling something. Right. I'm all ate up with her. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm Aww, super ate super up with her like a Snake and a weed eater. Yeah. Oh my goodness sakes. Yeah, I'm not even going to go there. But she hadn't heard American Kids by Kenny Chesney. 
poor thing. And I'm like, you got to listen to this song, right? Because this is this is us. Like this is about us growing up. Yeah. And and that's that just made me think of that. Like it gets like the it's so very clear. Those lyrics are so freaking great. You know, yellow yeah. dog school bus kicking up red dust, picking us up by a barbed wire fence. MTV on the RCA, no AC in the vents. Yeah. Growing up in little pink houses, making out on living room couches, blowing that smoke on Saturday night, a little messed up, but we're all like those lyrics are just, it just takes me right back. Yeah. Just transports me right back. I'm not thinking about anything. It uh, like about the lyric, the lyrics just get in and move and just move you. Yeah. And it's so well done that song so is well so done. well done man yeah Gosh, it's great darn it that is good but all right <laughs> and, well but and that's we, yeah we're gonna talk about that too not that particular song but no. uh, that is one of the that is your your tip in the hat a little bit to one of the ways but, but I, for sure, I just yeah. had to testify i just had to testify so uh before we do let's take care of a little business we are proud as peacocks to be on the song, American Songwriter Magazine's podcast network, ASPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a 36-year-old brand name, and like so many of my favorite artists have been on the cover of it, and to get to be associated with that, we're super stoked. And if you have been a climber with us for years before we moved over to this podcast, then by golly, check out some of the other shows on there. We're not the only one. There's a bunch of other really great content on it's all stuff you love, songwriting, music business, and production stuff. Those are the verticals. So there's a wealth of information there. And if you found us through American Songwriter Magazine, well, welcome to the club. That's right. Well, step on in the water's warm. (laughs) (laughs) But not like because it's a kiddie pool we all peed in it. It's just because it's... (laughs) Feels good. So he went there on that one. All I right. Did. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I was thinking you tell about where it. I am in life. <laughs> hey, join the climb community if you haven't done so already. Uh, this is a thriving Facebook community. It grows literally every single day. We you have to ask to be let in, we let everybody in. But this is songwriters sharing thoughts with other songwriters, indie musicians, indie artists sharing thoughts, like hooking up song co-writes mm-hmm. and even international co-writes get and th- the, some of these co-writes have gotten cuts and been uh synced and uh, you know are making money so we are man we're super excited about that and marketing stuff guys I, people ask a question in there and you get a boatload of answers and by the time i make it there to 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 go down and get caught up on some responses I, usually i'm just holding that finger that finger emoji pointing up going what they said that's exactly. all Exactly right. So, so we want to see you there. And and by the way, you can you can you speaking of peacocks and being mm-hmm. proud. You wanna you wanna share some you new know, heights. Yes, you wanna share some new heights. We 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 have places for you to talk about your wins, to talk mm-hmm. about your gigs and where you're going. Because we want to hear all about that. We want to hear it in the right place. A little modicum of respect to the group and just. Put that stuff where it belongs. That's exactly. all. There's a place for everything. That's right. Or we will ding you. Yeah, we we love to celebrate wins with each other. So to make it easy to do that, so you can find them, we have uh, a post we do every oh, well when I'm on my game every Wednesday called New Heights, and it's where we encourage you to share your music related wins. I'm going to share a couple of those uh, that showed up recently. So Paul DeMarco, friend of the show and climber, yeah. This is pretty cool. He says, I got to write with Jeff Cohen this week, and it was amazing. What a guy and what a writer. 
uh, Jefferson. Very cool. Oh. And if that wasn't enough, I also got to write with the awesome Bill Lloyd. And he was so good to write with. Been in a very amazing week. So Bill Lloyd, if that's who I'm thinking of, like from Foster and Lloyd, I mean, he those are some high-level co-writes. So congrats, Paul, making that climb. Dude. Yeah. Yes. Making miracles happen. That dude works, man. He does. You got to love it. He you works love a it. lot. He works a lot. I, and every single time we hear from him, it's it's another cool story that beat the old one. So, hey, we want you to brag on yourself, to let us know what's going on with you. Like, we encourage that. Please do. It's welcome. It And it has a spot for that. But, yeah, you keep coming back, and other people going to be seeing that going, man, that, that Paul or that so-and-so, like, okay, I need to get on this train. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. That's right. Because that's a lot of what people see is is that stuff there. And you go, oh, I may not listen to the songs. I may not have time to do all that. But I can see that and go, oh, he's working. Oh, maybe I need to listen to those songs more. So it's it's it can help you out more than just uh, being able to brag on yourself. Kathy Wallace, another climber, said, I had an awesome week in Nashville with some great co-writing opportunities and some great publisher meetings. Feeling very blessed. Smiley face. So good job, Kathy. I was following Congrats. along a little bit on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, follow her. So look like some good stuff happening there for her, which is nice. And the last one we'll, we'll close with, and there are many more here, so y'all should go check them out. But Buddy Lee Dobberson, Dobertson, Dobberton, mm-hmm. Dobberton, sorry, Buddy Lee Dobberton said, I had a song reviewed by Vince Gill himself, and he said it gave him chills. What? This song was about me almost committing suicide when I came home from Iraq being uh, almost one oh of the gosh. 22 veterans that commit suicide every day. So, man, oh God bless gosh. you, buddy, for so much of that. So thank you for being here with us. That's cool. And hanging in there. And, uh, and you know, man, to get a song reviewed by Vince Gill and Vince gives it the stamp of approval, <clears throat> you're doing something right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad That's you're here a- in so many ways, buddy. That's awesome. And thank you for your a- service, man. Abs- absolutely. And thank you for your service, sir. So. That's cool. Let's so not, those are uh, some uh, new leave that can I can I can I gush a little bit on on Vince Gill for a second? Yeah, sure. Just 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 so y'all know the kind of guy Vince Gill is, right? Um, so there is this this massively amazing country western swing band, like old school country swing band in Nashville, called the Time Jumpers, mm-hmm. and they are, I mean, unbelievably good. They've won a couple Grammys for live performances and stuff they mm-hmm. got three fiddle players in the band <laughs> yeah that's you know you're serious yeah one of them is larry franklin who is he used to play in the house band at uh at the bullpen when i worked there which mm-hmm. was in the basement of um uh, what was the name of that darn steak Stock, place um, something stockyard or something stockyard yeah. yeah the other one's joe spivey and joe spivey's mm. a friend i've worked with joe spivey on like boatloads of uh, sessions. Mm-hmm. So we have an indie artist that comes in. This is years ago. And, well, so uh, Vince Gill loves this band so much. He went and basically was like, can I, can I be in your band? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, okay, Vince. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? If you know anything about Vince Gill, you know he's like a monster guitar player. Just FYI, he's the number two guitar player in the band. The uh-huh. other guy is like, uh, uh, like so incredible right this band like musicianship is like sick sick yeah. sick sick so it's a real fun hang we had this 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 indie artist come in it's the first time he's ever recorded that's when i was working with kelly mm-hmm. we recorded like three songs on him and 
that is the e-ticket ride, right? Like this guy is so high on life. He literally, just to give you an idea what this meant to him, because he, he had never done this mm-hmm. experience. And of course we did it right for him, you know? So we just had this great, amazing experience cutting the tracks. He was like, John, other, like, Johnny, man, other than the birth of my two kids, like <laughs> this is the best day of my life. And he is so high on life. Yeah. He, it's just, you can't smack the smile off his face. He could have been robbed. This house could have burned down. It wouldn't have mattered. And we're after the session, we're like, well, it's Monday. Let's go see the time jumpers. You want to go see him? He's like, yeah, sure. And so it was just one of these weird nights. Cause you never know who's going to show up. Sometimes it can be a who's who. Yeah. In, in the crowd. Cause sometimes Amy will show up, Amy Grant, uh, it's his you know, wife and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and other famous people will go there because the musicianship's so good. So we walk in. Uh, who was that artist from the 80s with the – like he sort of had a – got to be more specific. Uh, Richard Marks. Oh, R- yeah. Richard Marks. Richard Marks is in there. And so all of a sudden <laughs> our guy who's not from Nashville, okay, this guy's yeah. from I think Georgia or South Carolina or something. And, and he was just like, what is going on tonight? Like, <laughs> yeah. are you kidding me? And I'm like, yeah, dude. And so then he's, he's talking, he's like, Hey, and Joe Spivey was on his session and yeah. he's like, do you think it would be okay if I went over and just thank Joe for doing such a great job, man, on my record? I'm like, dude, he just played on your session today. Of course it's okay. Yeah. Just go, go thank a man. You know what I mean? So he's over there. Hey Joe, he's like, Hey man, what's going on? And he's like, man, I just want to tell you. And so, he doesn't see behind him the artist doesn't see behind him but here comes vince gill and he's coming over to joe and he knows that joe's talking to this guy and vince just comes right up behind him and if you can picture this and like wraps his arms around the guy uh, around like his chest and puts his face right up next to his and looks looks out of the side of his <laughs> eye and the artist just looks I over and vince gill is like hugging on him like a best friend and he's like what the actual <laughs> F is going on? <laughs> and we're like, welcome to Nashville. What's your dream? <laughs> That's how cool that dude is, man. He is so sweet, bro. Like that guy just, I think he thought he died and went to heaven. He's oh, like, yeah. I, can't, I can't believe this just happened. Like what, what is going on? Yeah, and he's I like, just started laughing. He's like, okay, other than the birth of my favorite child. <laughs> this, this just is- got fatty. <laughs> you definitely so bypassed that other kid. <laughs> oh my god, that was uh, such a good story. I don't know if I've ever shared that on the podcast. No, but that's oh, awesome. Yeah, that's great. Right, so listen, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> Leave a rating and review. And the best thing you can do is tell a friend about it. We are very appreciative of the time that you spend with us. We do not take it for granted. We do not take it lightly. But we know that you do it for a reason. So uh, t- tell somebody about it. That, that's that helps us help them, mm-hmm. and l- let them know. You know, there's that. All right, c- let's get going. Okay, <laughs> so that reminds me of, and I didn't witness this, so it's not nearly as cool. Uh, but a Bill Murray story, because you know Bill Murray's just a nut. I love Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah, he's a national treasure. And uh, so I heard one time, like he was in a restaurant, these people were eating. And he just walks by and picks up the dude's burger, takes a bite out of it. He's like, and no one will believe you or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Or it was like that or something like, you're welcome for the story. And like, like, (laughs) you know, and it would be, it'd be so worth it. Like, 
Thank you. That's awesome. Exactly. Murray just took a bite out of my burger. I got a story for the rest of my life. That's so good. It was yeah. something like that where he's like owning it, you know, his celebrity and being funny that way. So, yeah. It's just super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I heard like one time like Tom Hanks like was in a restaurant or something. Somebody was like, or in a coffee shop. Somebody was like asleep like at their table or whatever. And he gets their phone and takes some selfies of himself and like puts it back. So when they How find awesome it later, they'll be like, what the? <laughs> They're like probably with them in the background asleep and just puts it back. Oh my god, that would be. Can you imagine? You're like, what? what Whoa! Huh? That's, that's me asleep in the background. So yeah, like that stuff makes me want to be famous just so I could do stuff like that. Make people, yeah, make just people's day. That. Just, just to, you know, like it's fun and you're not hurting anybody. You're making people's day and giving them stories, but it's. You know, if you do that and you don't, and they don't know who you are, they punch you in the face. So, all right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this is fun. All right, we got to get on. Okay, last uh, Baxter episode, last odd number episode, we talked about market smart songwriting, and mm-hmm. a big part of that is you know d- that conversation kind of dovetails into this one. Going, okay, how do you how do you connect with people? You know, what's a way to put out some emotional hooks? that hopefully Mm -hmm. can hang on to like that emotional Velcro, you know, you got the loops and hopefully they got the hooks or whatever. So I'm going to go through some of these. The first one is think about this when building your song, it's what I want to hear. Okay. That's this first one. It's what I want to hear. That's what you want the listener to be thinking. I want to hear that. And what does that mean? Mm -hmm. So here's a quick story Uh, back. And this is, it's an old story, but it just, it illustrates it so well. I've told it before on the podcast, but it was like 2000, 1999 or 2000. I was living in Little Rock and that Steve Holy song, Good Morning Beautiful was out and it was blowing up and it was, you know, on its way to number one, I'm sure. And it's just very sweet song, very simple love ballad, like Good Morning Beautiful. How was your night? Mine was wonderful with you by my side. And when I open my eyes and see your sweet face, it's a good morning, beautiful day. So Mm. simple, just sweet. I didn't really get it. I was like, it's all right. I was like, it's fine. But it didn't blow my doors off. Mm -hmm. And so I asked my friend Heather about it. Okay, why do you get kind of dreamy out every time that song comes on? She's like, because it's what I want someone to say to me. Oh. Oh. Hello. Okay. Right. Message received. Still working Hello. on that. Yeah. I mean, that's why that song was a big hit. It wasn't a barn burner. It was a sweet ballad, simple, but it's just like, oh man, I'd love for a dude to say that to me. That's how it hit Heather and a lot of other women around the country because it was a legit uh, yeah. hit. Think about it this way too. Put yourself in the mind of the listener. Tell her she's pretty. Tell him you want to kiss him. Yeah, it might be pretty obvious, but if you're like me, sometimes the obvious isn't so obvious when you're considering <laughs> yeah. different ways to write your song. And you might be going, oh, I'm going for the really interesting, because I can do that sometimes. I'll go more intellectual or I go, oh, well, this is really cool and different. The other's so obvious. Well, sometimes it's so obvious is the best way to go because it's like, it's just what somebody wants to hear. Somebody yeah. say to them, I love you, right? Uh-huh. I mean, mm-hmm. It's simple, but that's going to be more powerful than I love her or she loves him. There's more impactful, like to connect with the listener to hear and the singer say, I love you because it's what they want to hear. They may not hear that very much in their life. They want, mm-hmm. may want to imagine their significant other or the person they wish was their significant other being the one to sing that song to them. Mm. So it's what I want to hear. Just think. I hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah. Hear, right. I know simple, but <laughs> I can be pretty 
dense sometimes. Only when I'm awake. I'm pretty dense most of the time yeah, when it comes to these things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's all like, try this on my wife. Note to self, which is probably explains why I was so single during those days. It's like, what? Tell them what they want to hear? What? So, yeah. All right. Number two is it's what I want to say. All right. So this is like the, the kind of the flip side of it's what I want to hear. What does maybe the audience want to say? Like, okay, so back in the day, like this has been a while. I don't know if people do this anymore. Do you ever call a radio station and dedicate a song to your crush? Right? They'd have like dedication Monday or it's Friday right. night. Keep it on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Exactly. This is Casey Kasem. Right? Yeah. The voice of <laughs> the long distance dedication. Yeah. So they would have those on radio stations, like call in, dedicate a song. This goes out from Johnny to Gina, and this goes out from whatever Jack and to Diane. And mm-hmm. okay, have you ever serenaded your sweetheart? Have you ever pulled the uh, John Cusack and held up the radio outside her window? You know, it's like say anything. Gosh, my references are so old today. Anyway, <laughs> that was a Peter Gabriel song, wasn't it? it what was song Peter was that? Yeah, you're right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like uh, he. But it's classic. So have you ever done that? Why have you done that? Why do other people do it? Because that song says what they want to say to somebody. Mm. Oh, what can I give them that they want to say? Yeah. So that's the opposite. Like for every, oh, that's what I want to hear. Maybe for the guy, it's what I want to say, but I didn't have the words to say it. Or I didn't even know I wanted to say that until I heard you say it that way. You know, so that's. So you give them a tool or her a tool. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they want to say, I'm proud to be an American. Maybe they want to say, take this job and shove it. Maybe Mm. they want to say, we are the champions. Yeah. Here's a song for you to celebrate with in these, in these big moments. What does somebody maybe want to say? that you can jump on board with and just put yourself in the mind of the listener. Okay. What is something Mm. they would dedicate to their girl, which hopefully is something she wants to hear. So you kind of cover that base and some that a dude would want to say, or a girl would want to say whatever, or a group would want to sing at a concert and say like, thank God I'm not at work right now, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So all you gotta do is put a drink, drink in, in my hand. hand. Yeah, it's not a love song, but how many people in the audience are like, "Yeah, just put a freaking drink in my hand." That's yeah, that they want to say. Yeah. I got a forty-hour week worth of troubles to drown. Yeah, yeah. and that song didn't connect because they care about what Eric Church is thinking in that regard. No, it's because that's what a lot of people want to say because they have 40 hours worth of trouble to drown and they want to drink in their hand. And in the song slams, you Mm -hmm. know, sonically it's great. And it fits that mood. I love it. I love that song. Yeah, it's great. And it was a big old hit for him, but it's also like, yeah, how many people in the, in the fan, the fans in the stands want to say that and feel that. And so I think Mm -hmm. when you, when you give voice to those things, you know, what does the listener want to say? What do they love? What's important to them? What frustrates them? Like, if you give voice to those things, then the listener's going to listen again and again. It's it's like joining the the conversation that's already going on in the person's head. It's like mm-hmm. marketing, right? Use this yeah. language. Uh, join the conversation yeah. that's in the voice that's already going on and the story that's already going on in their head. Another great example, take this job and shove it. Now, mm. hey, paycheck. Didn't have a real job. I mean, maybe at some point. I don't know. But but I don't get it. <laughs> and playing shows. So. Did he write that song? Uh, I want to say he did. I might be wrong. But, uh, you know, 
the thing is, it's not about him and whether or not he really had a job he hated or not. It's about the listener that hates their day job or at least is having a bad day and they want to tell the boss to take this job and shove it. That's why that was a hit. It tapped into something that so many people wanted to say. <clears throat> David Allen Coe. David Allen Coe. That's right. Yeah, that's that makes perfect sense. And again, I don't know if he ever had a real job between playing shows and doing time in prison <laughs> either. So <yeah. laughs> same, same thing. Same joke. So we got <laughs> what I want to hear. And that's what I want to say. All right. I know rocket science here, right? Another right. one is that's who I am or that's who I want to be. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get into that one, just yeah. quick side note, because I just looked up who wrote this. Take this job and shove it as an example. Mm-hmm. It's something that is so profoundly what other people want to say. For sure. The Dead Kennedys covered it. Mm-hmm. So did Bismarck Key. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the Dead Kennedys, by the way, punk band. Okay. Bismarck Not Key. Not country. Kind of Bismarck Key is something. like a hip-hop, yeah, kind of, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That guy can't sing, man. There yeah. Was, but that was before work. all tune, and they didn't care, and it was a huge hit. Yeah. Yeah. So you got two different genres that are covering that yeah. song? Wow. Because wow. people want to say it. A lot wow. of different types yeah. of people want to say it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey, climbers, welcome to some help. That's right. We want to turn you on to a professional service by our sponsor, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp.com. Listen, as singers, songwriters, and artists, our greatest strength is sometimes our greatest weakness, and that is our emotional intensity. Listen, it helps you create great art, but it can also torpedo not just your career, but your life. And we don't want the bad stuff. We just want the great art. We want your emotions to be a source of help, not hurt. And that brings us to BetterHelp.com. Sorry, guys, it's not a crisis line. This is not a self-help line. This is a professional counseling service that's done securely online. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. And as an artist and as somebody who deals with artists, 
the licensed professional counselors that they have, the stuff they specialize in, I'm going to read you just a quick little list. I've had to deal with all these at one point or another, either myself or with other artists. So this is real stuff. Depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trouble sleeping. A lot of us have had traumas, anger, family conflicts. If LGBTQ matters, grief from loss is something, a loved one maybe. And and just about every artist I know, I don't, I don't think I know one that doesn't secretly have a little self-esteem issue going on. So here's somebody you can talk to. That's right. And you can start communicating with them in under 48 hours. So you don't have to wait long to start talking to somebody. Also, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is great. I'm always happy to see that. And the service is available for clients worldwide, meaning you don't have to just find somebody local who understands you, but that you might run into at the grocery store. You can find counselors worldwide. So it doesn't matter where you are. That's right, guys. If you want to dig down a little deeper on this, there's a ton of testimonials that you can research that are on their website at betterhelp.com. And this podcast is just because we want you to win. We don't want this stuff to get in the way of your artist's career. So if this can help, then we want to help you help yourself. So as a climber, you get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com slash songwriter. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash songwriter. Heck yeah. That's what I want to say. That's what I want to hear. And that's who I am or who I want to be. Let's think about this. She wears short skirts. I wear sneakers. She's cheer captain and I'm in the bleachers. So how many young girls hear themselves and you belong with me by Taylor Swift, right? Not only does it say what a lot of girls want to say, like, to their guy that her, their crush, like you belong with me. You don't belong with her. You belong with me. So it's a lot of what they want to say, but it's also Taylor's character is who so many girls are. They're not the cheer captain. They're in the bleachers They're They wear sneakers, not the short skirts, that kind of stuff. So a lot of fans can identify with that character and be like, that's me. I see myself in that. Mm -hmm. They may love Taylor, but man, what really brings them in is seeing themselves in there. Yeah. So when they yeah. see, him, you know, a listener sees himself or herself in your song, they're going to connect more with the song. That's that's the Kenny Chesney song we talked about. Yeah, exactly. That's, I see myself in that song, which is more nostalgia, which I'm still getting to. Okay, but you do but see yourself, still, but I but do see myself again. You do, you're like your past self, and this is yeah. more like current self, maybe. Like, yeah, that's me right now. This is okay, the gotcha. little slice I'm taking of it. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So I got excited. Sorry, I got yeah, excited. No, that's next, though. I think it's next. But let's be I got honest. ahead on the syllabus. <laughs> yeah. Most people's favorite topic is themselves, right? The sweetest sound to most people is the sound of their own name. So it just makes sense. They want to see themselves in the songs they hear. Like, I mean, I love some story songs that Mama tried, Folsom Prison, that are don't have any correlation to my life. You know, no intersection point, but it's just a great story. And I love some of that stuff. I also love songs that I can really see myself in. So another way to connect is not just being who they are. That's a lot of like country songs, the country pep rally songs, but it's also like Jimmy Buffett, Parrot Head songs are like who I want to be. It's a little bit of escapism. It's who I want to be. Buffett, uh, most Parrot Heads aren't really beach bombs, but we like to, but we want to be, and we kind of want to pretend that we are when we're sitting by the little swimming pool in our backyard Pretending that we're gonna really on a beach and gonna be there for forever. So that's it's who I want to be. It's like almost aspirational. Like, oh yes, mm-hmm. that's who I want to be. Another 
slice of that is how many country boys really are big time ladies men like Luke Bryan or Florida Georgia Line, how they present themselves. Not many. Right. Not many right. real dudes have as much game as dudes in country songs. Right. Not yeah. many. But, but they <laughs> want to feel that song. cool. Right. Yeah. They want to feel that cool. They want to feel like the girl's right in the palm of their hands, that she's dancing for them in the truck headlights by the river right before she slips out of that sundress and invites them into the water for skinny dip. Like that's yeah. not most people's experience. I'll tell myself to make myself feel better. But a lot of young male listeners want to be that guy with that girl. It's male fantasy. Mm-hmm. And it's held. So make your song more credible by singing the listener's life or the life they want back to them. So like, like, like I want to be that guy in that song with that girl mm-hmm. and she's in the riding shotgun and with her feet on the dash. And that's even if it's not my, my real life, boy, that's who I want to be too. It's a little bit of like fantasy. Mm-hmm. Same thing with like the Buffett stuff. Or seeing yourself like, yeah, that really is my life rolling down these dirt roads. I think of that Lonely Highway song, My Dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so independent group Johnny's worked with before. and But it's just like having my boys, my crew. And it's yeah. very just down to earth, just real life. Yeah, my dogs, my dogs, we don't always get along. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> but they're my dogs. And just uh-huh. stuff like that, you can go, yeah, that's me and my guys. It's a point of connection. You go, that's my life. I think of my friends. So that's a way to connect with listeners. Like, that's who I am. If you are that country boy that can survive, then you're like, yeah, I see myself in that song mm-hmm. and I can connect to it. Or maybe I want to be that guy in that song. So I connect mm-hmm. to it that way. Like, I like to see myself being that guy cooler than I really am or more country than I really am. So that's just, that's another way. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're not a do it yourselfer, you're a get someone else, but you fantasize about being a do it yourselfer. Yeah. Like, so I can survive out of my own, out in the woods, but the reality is, if I don't have Uber Eats and electricity and Wi Fi, I'm going to melt <laughs> and starve and die. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going to kill me first. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Another one is hey, I remember that, which is leading us into the American kids thing. So a powerful way to connect with your listener is to push the nostalgia button. Take the listener back to a point in his or her life that they recall fondly. Like use your song like a time machine. Or it can even be a bittersweet or a sad thing, but something that like hits that button. So how about this? How about this? I think of this with this counts as nostalgia because it's a memory, right? Like the American kids thing for me is like nostalgia, which is, uh, a bunch of memories, right? Like that yeah. you're very fond of, but like one particular memory that hit me in the feels with the lyrics was, I, I can tell you, but you're not asleep right now. Oh. Right, by the way, uh, what's that? What's your lyric? Um, the the I, I, girl, I know I can, the way you breathe, so I can tell you're not asleep right now. Yeah, like that. Those first two lines. This is a Brent Baxter song, by the way, called "Let's Fight," which is. An awesome title because it's 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 not what, <laughs> not you, what think. you think, right? Yeah, I know the way you breathe. I can tell you're not asleep right now. That instantly took me back to a very specific memory mm-hmm. that uh, the the room, the house, yeah, the the color of the room, the the moment w- where the cabby stuff going on. Like, man, that was so good because it's. It just puts you right. It just puts you right there. Yeah, you know? and it's real. And if you know, you know. 
It's like one of those, like, yeah. Oh, I've been there, right? Because you painted specifically. Like, it wouldn't yeah. have had that that emotional hook if I'd just been like, eh, "We're fighting. We're not really getting along." I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah." You know, I've been there. I get it intellectually, but just yeah. just paint that picture in like two lines. I know you the way you breathe, so I can tell you're not asleep right now. Boom! It transports you. Yeah, I'm not telling you about it. I'm putting you back in it, right? Yeah. With with the way that you present it, and that's one way that imagery is so cool and and showing and not just telling. Yeah, say that again. I'm not telling you about it. I'm putting I'm, you back I'm putting in. Putting you it. back in it, right? Yeah. The big yellow school bus by the barbed wire fence. If you've been there, you've been there. Yeah. You know, ours yeah. wasn't by uh, a barbed wire fence, but um, for one thing, I see it. So I see the bit of fiction in my head, like I can see it rolling up, but also. I see the one that was rolling up outside up the hill from our house uh, mm-hmm. at the main road. I can mm-hmm. see that. I can see, I can go back in my memory. So there's some good examples boys of fall by Kenny Chesney. Mm. Kenny, he hits the nostalgia stuff a lot. It's kind of one yeah. of his things. Uh, beach and nostalgia, I think are two of his big plays, but okay. So boys of fall takes me back to playing high school football. It takes me back to running through the banner, the taste of the grass and my mouthpiece, like all that. It makes me miss those days. I, I love that song. It makes me think of my teammates like Steve Carnes, uh, Steve Carn, Willie, uh, Willie Kirkendall, Rich Gregg, Brian Krug. Like it makes me think of those dudes. Like it was good times because mm-hmm. it's it's about football and talking trash and all this stuff. And man, I see it. It takes me back to high school, yeah. and I love it. And I'm like, yeah, parts of me want to go back there and relive that just for a little visit, for a three minute visit. Nineteen something by Mark Wills did that. This is an older song, but. It describes a lot of my formative years. It talks about big hair, parachute pants, and stretch Armstrong. Conjures childhood memories. It talks about the seventies and the eighties. Talks about when a microwave was, you know, big deal. With like, we got our first microwave. So just mm-hmm. that nostalgia of like the seventies, eighties, Fair Fawcett, and all this stuff. It hits that nostalgia button for listeners. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. this song was really just about nostalgia. It was nineteen seventy something in the world that I grew up in. Blah blah blah. And there's a little bit of, man, I now I got a mortgage, an SUV. You know, I kind of miss those days, but whatever. It's all like a nostalgia play. Uh, there's so many examples of that in country music. I dug into my own history and nostalgia for a song that uh, Randy Travis recorded of mine called Every Head Bowed. I'm talking about Twinkies, corduroy coats, clip-on ties, and I Surrender All, like stuff that shows up in that lyric, like all takes me back to growing up at Calvary Baptist Church in Batesville, Arkansas. And I know my co-writer, Brandon Kenny on that, he had a lot of the same experiences back at his home church in Texas. So it's like we went to different churches together, you know? And <laughs> yeah. so we were both mining nostalgia and some real stuff to make the song more real, which helps to connect to Randy and, and hopefully to a lot of other people too. Um, Old Alabama by Brad Paisley and Doing It to Country Songs by Blake Shelton. They use the nostalgia thing to bring an extra smile to their songs. And I would also add in uh, All Summer Long, by Kid Rock, mm-hmm. you know, when he mashes up Sweet Home Alabama, Werewolves mm-hmm. London, that sonic nostalgia. Yeah. Samples can do that. It's like, oh, that, yeah, you know, that sonic, that sonic nostalgia can can hit somebody and take them back and transport them. You're kind of you're tailgating on someone else's coolness <laughs> when you're doing yeah. that. You're adding some of their coolness, letting it rub off on your song. Old Alabama. It was a song that was out a few years ago, but it's Brad's talking about riding around with his girl, singing some old Alabama. And 
it feels like an Alabama song, like in the choruses, it references several of their songs. Then it has, oh my gosh, uh, Randy Owen, the lead singer of Alabama, guest vocal on it parts of it so it takes you oh, back nice. to like those alabama songs maybe you hadn't heard in a while so it hits the nostalgia thing and it feels like oh that feels like alabama i hadn't heard that sound in a while blake shelton with doing it to country songs has the oakridge boys singing on it so that distinctive sound is a nostalgia thing like oh man i haven't heard the oaks in so long wow it's good to hear them again then that kid rock thing that that sonic nostalgia but yet still new right there's still something new there served up in a different way mashing up Werewolves of London, Sweet Home Alabama. I mean, that's my favorite part of that song. Mm. You know, it's not the lyric, but what he added to it. It's just being able to hear that stuff again. And it was a big hit for him. So you make your song more cuttable by having your lyric or sonic stuff that connect your listener to their own past. Because what they do is your listener isn't so much connecting to your song as they're connecting to their own past through your song. So that can be super powerful. So you're not even connecting them to your song. You're connecting them to their own past through your song. Your song is the gateway drug for that nostalgia hit. I just looked reading the lyrics from old Alabama. Now that you brought that up and, and uh, I haven't heard that song in forever. I got to go back and listen to that. Yeah. School. It's great. You're like, Oh yeah. I don't, I don't know how much I love this song, but man, I love that Alabama vibe to it. I love that feel. Mm-hmm. Ja- oh, yeah. I was Jack and you were Diane by Jake yeah. Owen was a more recent one, which on the pitch sheet, it kept saying he's looking for a Jack and Diane kind of thing. He's looking for a Jack and Diane kind of thing. And so finally, like Wiseman, those guys just said, screw it. Let's just rip it. And let's give him Jack and as a writer And just <laughs> jack it. And it kind of made us all mad. We're like, well, he just basically just covered it. It's like, because it did that. It the off yeah. there. It's like, okay, if you want to like a Jack and Diane thing, let's just be all about it but it is that nostalgia Mm -hmm. thing helped that song play much better i got two more i know our time's coming up but uh, the next thing is thanks for the advice so personally i like i love songs that leave me a better person than i was before i heard them like songs that have expanded my Mm -hmm. thinking on topics like loneliness i think of david wilcox that's what the lonely is for just the way it frames loneliness you're like wow okay i can see the, the value in loneliness at times how that can help me or mm-hmm. The Dance by Garth Brooks, mm. just about life and looking at life and the journey it is. Uh, Jesus loves me. Help me think about God mm-hmm. in a different way that my parents and so many others sang to me growing up. And so notice that those songs, though, they aren't preaching at you. I don't like getting talked down to, and I'm sure you don't either. But I appreciate when a song or a songwriter is being like humble and kind, Tim McGraw. You know, enough to share some wisdom that's helping them get through life and might help me too. So I think it's songs like The Good Stuff and Don't Blink by Kenny Chesney. You're going to miss this by Trace Atkins and Live Like You Were Dying by Tim McGraw. Those songs all remind me to stop, smell the roses and live life more fully. Those songs. Well, I, yeah. I, I, you're going to miss uh-huh. this. What's the what's the one? The Good Stuff. That's the one, one yeah. like that, right? The new T-shirt yeah. thing. I'm a yeah. grandpa and. Yeah. Dropping the ring in the spaghetti plate because her hands are shaking so much. I mean, that that can hit the nostalgia button, too. It can Because there's a lot of cross-pollination that goes on with these. It's a life lesson. Man, that's the good stuff. It's like love and family. And that's the good stuff. Not not the whiskey or yeah. the beer or whatever. Like the real good stuff this guy's <laughs> saying is this. And now, a clever way that these songs avoid preaching at the listener is 
the singer is sharing the advice. Like Kenny Chesney is not the one telling you what the good stuff is. He's the one that had a fight with his lady, went to the bar, and the bartender, you know, he's like, what it'll be is I said the good stuff. Well, he didn't reach around for the whiskey. He didn't pour me a beer. He was blue eyes, kind of got misty. He said, you can't, you won't find that here because it's the first long kiss on the second date, blah, blah, blah. So Kenny Mm. is just sharing this great advice that he heard from this wise man, right? Right. Right. He said I was in my early 40s with a lot of life before me, and a moment came that stopped me on a dime. And I spent most of the next days looking at the x-rays, talking about the options, talking about sweet times, whatever. And I said, what'd you do? And he said, I went skydiving. (laughs) Right? So Tim's getting to sing the stuff first person, but he's quoting, he's telling you the story. So Tim's not the guy that had the cancer scare that went skydiving, rolled the bull named Fu Manchu. No, but he's like, I got to tell you this guy's story. And he said, I went skydiving. I, went, I guess I hope he gets a chance to live like you were dying. So Tim's not Rocky preaching Mountain at me. Climbing. Kenny's not preaching at me. They're not any better than me, right? But they're like, you can't believe this. what I heard, this story and this advice blew my mind. I thought you'd want to hear it. They're just sharing, right? They're not better than me. So clever. Yes. Yeah. Um, so same thing with you're going to There's make- a fine line between clever and stupid. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> so it, it helps you. It helps the artist avoid the like, I'm better than you. I'm preaching at you. I'm telling you how to live kind of way. You know, mm-hmm. or like even the dance is, I guess you could look at it as kind of preaching. I mean, everyone has their own definition of that. It's like for me, I could have missed the pain, but I'd have had to miss the dance. Like, it's very personal, not mm-hmm. like you. You can miss this pain, but you'd have to miss the dance. No, it's very mm-hmm. first person. And now I'm glad I didn't know the way it all would end, the way it all would go. It's very personal. So he's not preaching at you. You're just kind of overhearing the internal monologue, and you can wrap your – That can be yeah, something very, you want to say. Uh, reflective. Very, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, introspective. And it's like, so I don't think that that's preachy, though, because it's just – No, I don't think it is either. It, it, but, no, it's, it's just been telling like a story, person, right? If it had been second person, been preaching. Like if it had been talking to the listener, you might have you might miss a pain, but you you'd have to miss the dance. Then you're like, shut up! I'm, yeah. I'm in pain right now. Forget the dance. Yeah. I don't want to dance again. <laughs> Guilty feet of God, no freedom. Uh, all right, so <laughs> that's just where my brain went. <laughs> I never dance again. Yeah, God, I'm glad you devil. get me. All right, so. I do, baby. I oh, thanks. Do. <laughs> All right. So, again, what's in songs like these for the listener? We get friendly advice that helps us live a better life, and it's a pretty good deal, right? And those mm-hmm. stories are, those songs are also hit us with the next thing, which is what a great story. Sometimes you connect with mm-hmm. people because it's like, that's just an interesting story. The day Billy Joe McAllister mm-hmm. jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge. What is going mm. on? I'm drawn in. I want Copperhead Road. That's not exactly life advice yeah. other than don't go down Copperhead Road, right? Because he learned a thing of right. from Charlie. <laughs> so other than that yeah. little piece of life advice, it's just, it slams. Like musically, it's just cool, right? Uh-huh. And it's just, wow. Look at this short story that I get to listen to. This little mm. movie. That, you know, I can smell the whiskey mm-hmm. burning down Copperhead Road. Da, 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 you know, so it's again, just it's like <laughs> the song. story songs aren't as much a thing right now. in like at least in country music and, and several other genres as they used to be. Especially like the three, the, the three, three act play plays, thing, not or as the much. beginning, middle and the end. Yeah. yeah. But like Two Black Cadillacs by Carrie Underwood. 
that is a cheating mm. revenge murder song. Church Bells by Carrie Underwood is a abuse murder <laughs> song. Goodbye Earl is an abuse but, murder song. Garth Brooks tells the story of a young man's first love in that summer. You know, so some of those things, uh-huh. you know, there may be points where you can kind of intersect with it, uh, depending on the listener, but a lot of it is just a piano man. It's just like, what a neat story. You're just taking me into this world and this movie. And I get to see it for mm-hmm. three, three and a half minutes or whatever. You know, scenes from an Italian restaurant, Brendan and Eddie, we get to follow them. Good Night Psych On. You know, mm-hmm. Billy Joel does a lot of story songs, which is probably why he's one of my favorite all-time pop artists. Is yeah. just the story yeah. songs and uh, getting to see this stuff. So some people can relate to certain elements of these songs, but the main point isn't this is your life. The main point is like, this is a great story, right? So if you mm-hmm. can just paint like a really interesting story, again, that's it's not as in vogue right now. No, I'm not saying you're never going to get it, never going to get it cut. In vogue, never going to get it, never going to get it. <laughs> never going to get it, never going right, to get kicking it. In. Never gonna so, get it, never gonna but get it. It, you just want to be aware that. Never get it. Do you want to pay attention to kind of what's working and what's not working? But that is another way just to just give your listeners a great story and, and pull them in that way. And don't be afraid to mix and match these songs like fakes. Thanks for the advice of what a great story you mash those together. What do you get? You get the gambler. Mm. You get on a warm summer's you know, evening, no right? Yeah. And you get this cool story <laughs> about this gambler and the singer. And then you also get, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when, which I don't know is very actionable advice, but other than just be aware of these things, but still it feels like a life <laughs> song, right? Let's see. That's uh, it's what I want to say with a great story. It might be hell. Yeah. By Montgomery Gentry, where like mm. one verse was about this Vietnam vet that blah, blah, blah. And he jumped, you're painting this little character picture of him or this girl. That's like a, she's got an MBA in a plush corner office and she's, Kicking kick butt and taking names in the corporate world. But man, Friday night comes and they want to jump up on the bar and yell, Hell yeah, right on, turn it up. Da, 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 da. So it's a little bit of both. Like yeah. it's a little bit of like, Oh, that's what I'm interesting character following. Maybe I relate to it. Maybe I don't. Like I don't relate to either one of those people. But then they jump on the bar and maybe at a show, I want to be one of the ones yelling, Hell yeah, and sing along. So it's what I want to say kind of thing. So there, there are ways to mix and match these. In like endless varieties to, yeah. to come up with songs. So you don't have to live like just in one. American Kids, coming back to that one, is Nostalgia. And well, that's who I am. Because mm-hmm. they kind of bleed over into each other. Because maybe you are an American kid right now. If it's somebody younger going, yeah, American Kids. You know, that's, that's me now. Or this is my life now down that red dirt road or whatever. So don't yeah. be afraid to mix those up. But the big thing on this is listening like, what does the listener want to hear? What does the listener maybe want to say? What? How does the listener see themselves? So you can you can show them themselves in the song, or who do they want to be? Can you give them that that person they kind of aspire to be that they can they can sing along with and kind of feel like they are that person, feel stronger, feel more successful, better with the late whatever it is? Or what are some nostalgia buttons you can press for that person? What is some something that they're going to feel like? Wow, I'm better for having heard that. Can you serve mm-hmm. up some life advice in a way that can connect them? Maybe something they need right now. Like, oh, I needed that, right? Or something that's just a great story. And then how can you match those up? I think if you think in terms of, again, it comes back to it's not about you. It's about the listener. All those things are listener-centric because we're trying to connect yeah. with the listener. So, again. Yeah, I, like that's clarification, man. I had never 
gone that deep on thinking mm-hmm. about it, but that's, it's so good. It's like, man, if there's something you do want to preach, you gotta, you gotta twist the angle yeah. on it, <laughs> right? Like how you serve it up matters whether or not that message yeah, can how it's going to be received if it's advice yeah if it's advice and you're telling recounting a story then you're delivering the message you want to deliver and you're not preaching at the same time exactly that's one thing especially you depend on your genre but like especially country artists they don't want to be holier than thou. they don't want to be the fount of all wisdom i mean uh i mean they can mm-hmm. do that sound like tim mcgraw with humble and kind he's kind of i hope you'll be humble and kind stay humble and kind it's so mm-hmm. he's kind of given the college commencement or the – you can do that some, but it's not – I don't know. It, that one doesn't really feel preachy. Some people may think it is, but uh, it was well-received. But in Live Like You Were Dying, he's like, I'm not telling you to live like you're dying. I'm passing along. And so many are just – I was in this situation. This is what somebody told me, and I'm passing along to you. Like I'm with you. I'm one of you. We both need this. I'm just passing along one traveler to another. And so it takes the preachiness mm-hmm. out of it because I'm not telling you how to live, but this guy said it to me and it hit me like a ton of bricks. So I just had to tell you it takes that yeah. kind of thing out of it. Anyway, I just hope you'll be thinking about that. How is this going to connect to the listener? It's the, so what factor you hear a song go, so what? Yeah. Why do I care? Well, it might be, well, it's cause you, it's what you want to hear. Oh, it's what you want to say. Oh, it's it hits that nostalgia button. It's going to be you thinking about high school again. It's going to be blah, blah, blah. You know, you want to have an answer for the, so mm. what? Hope this mm-hmm. is helpful. Um, listen, thanks for hanging in there with me. I have a gift for you for your time and attention. I appreciate it. It's called Think Like a Pro Songwriter. It is a free PDF download. You can find it at songwritingpro.com slash gift. And this is why it matters for you, why you should care, is that it dives into some lessons I've learned as my years as a songwriter, both failing and succeeding. It talks about why you need to be pitching your own songs, how songwriters find out who's looking for songs, things you need to, questions you need to answer before you demo that next song, before you pitch a song, things you need to consider. So just to help you think like a pro songwriter. So you can find that again at songwritingpro.com slash gift. And uh, just tell me where to send it. We'll email it out to you and boom, there you go. Yep. There you go. There you go. All right, guys. Well, that brings us to the end of another Killer Climb episode. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.